2: It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello?
1: Yeah, I just want to... Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to like it. Uh, tonight, right
2: now, I'm going to go out. Yeah, I want to... I want to... I
1: want to look
2: at it. I do to know what's bad. Wine or what...
0: Hey guys, this is a bonus episode of Two Guys on a Couch, I'm your host, to my left is your other host, we are recording this bonus episode of our podcast on a Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills just lost a football game. I will probably need lifelong therapy. And uh, we're going to talk about some Noah Centineo movies, okay? Some non-sports content for you from us on a couch while I'm depressed. Logan had to watch uh, seven Noah Centineo movies in a day because he lost game picks. What an idiot. So we're going to talk about all of them, all right? We'll start with... To all the boys I've loved before, (laughs) I feel like Eeyore. I kind of like it. I'm going to just lean all the way into the depressed vibe this episode. Logan, you already shot a TikTok breaking down your thoughts on all these movies, but the bonus episode was highly requested. So, you know, we'll talk for 20 minutes, half an hour. Who knows? We'll learn some things about ourselves. We'll open up about our deepest insecurities, and we'll explore it all through the lens of Noah Centineo. So... What'd you think about that first movie, the two All the Boys I've Loved Before"? One,
2: kind of killing my vibe, homeboy. <laughs> um, yeah, a mid-ass movie. You know, it was it was all downhill from there. Actually, you know, like I, I said it on the TikTok, best Noah Centineo movie ever. It's like an equivalent of a participation trophy. Um, Don't say that about Noah. Is that, is that your boy? Yes. Are you going to swing on me if I keep desecrating the
0: legacy of Noah Centineo? Nah, but my knees are visible on this podcast, <laughs> if you're watching live. Knee sesh.
2: Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, Lara Jean, man, and her like hallucinogenic uh, like, like flashbacks of all these different boys. Let's just
0: establish, Laura Jean is the protagonist. She's a 16-year-old girl. She's written letters to all the people she's loved in her life. There's five of them. Oh, were you going to get there? I was just making sure everybody knows. Not everybody's seen all the Noah Centineo movies, like you and I, his biggest
2: fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so she writes all these letters over the course of her life to these boys who, like, she never goes up and talks to. You know what I mean? Like, two sensible fellas like us. You know, we see a beautiful woman. Uh, We say, hey, you want to go out on a date? We buy her flowers. You know, we get really romantic. You know, we have a great time on the on the date. Lara Jean's different, though. She has, like, crippling anxiety. So she just never goes up and talks to any of these boys. She just obsesses about them and thinks about them over and over again and writes them letters and never does anything about it. She doesn't even, like, you know, admit her feelings for them, which is kind of the first step in, you know, in forming a relationship. What do you think about that? What what, what do you think you can uh, draw based off of Lara Jean never actually going up and talking to any of these boys, but just obsessing over them?
0: Yeah, Laura Jean's a little bit wacky. You say her name Lara Jean, which I find interesting <laughs> and I point out every time Yeah, she for sure has some serious undiagnosed mental health issues and I don't mean to speculate but I will full-on visual hallucinations like we're talking beautiful mind type vibe where She thinks she's on all these secret missions in these dramatic moments on picnics and stuff and these people Are not there. It's very
2: really I just think she needs to go to therapy
0: she deeply needs therapy but I think that I deeply need therapy in this moment as well because the Buffalo Bills lost a football game speaking of the Buffalo Bills there were a few things I was going to tweet tonight there was an option if they won that would have read "Nah, LMAO I'm not crying over a football game you must be thinking of somebody else because I really did think I was going to cry The option I went with, they lost. Time to go bathe in the river sticks, so I can never be hurt again. Anyways, back to the Noah (laughs) Centennial movies. I wrote down some notes. Uh, 45 minutes in, I called it. I said, I think Laura Jean and that other fella are going to (laughs) kiss. Nailed it. King Batch was in this movie. He was playing a high schooler. I found that to be pretty ridiculous. Uh, I thought Ross from Friends made a cameo at some point. I don't think he did. Our mic cut out for a second there. Very fitting, isn't it, Logan? Yes, Betty White made a cameo in this movie, and I would like to point out to the people at the Fry's in downtown Phoenix that you need to stop selling the People magazine issues about Betty White turning 100. Betty's turning 100. Here's how she did it. it makes me very sad because she did not. Other notes that I wrote down from this movie. Logan, you did a great job of calling out Noah Centineo's manipulation, which I thought really showed that you're a good guy. I really don't like Laura Jean's dad. He kind of creeps me out. And I really don't like how Noah Centineo talks in every movie. He's like a really weird Mark Ruffalo, very sensual in everything he says. Sometimes he has a little bit of like a, a New York accent. Laura Jean, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing that to me? What else did
2: you think about this movie? We're gonna go into the individual instances of manipulation first of all, dude. Throughout the movie, it's like if somebody like showed up to a movie theater late and missed key plot points. He just keeps bringing up. uh Sorry, bro. Is it Lara Jean or Lara Jean? It's Lara Jean. Lara, like with a U. No, there's
0: no U. But you and I watched the same movies, and did you hear people saying Lara Jean? I didn't, <laughs> except for you, who I did hear <laughs> saying
2: that. Uh, so, uh, Lara Jean, like he, he just keeps bringing up. Oh, is it? Is it because your mom died? It's, oh, do you want to talk about your your mom passing away? What a dick, bro! Like, let us Shouty heal, man. Leave it alone. There was this one scene where it's like it's like it's a really sentimental moment. They're in this they're in this like restaurant, and and there you think you're gonna have a breakthrough here. She brings up her mama passing away. Get this, Toxic King Peter Kavinsky turns somehow in like. Fifteen seconds. We literally had to rewind because, like, I looked down at my phone because these movies are excruciatingly boring. Look down. In the blink of an eye after bringing up her mother passing away, he somehow is angry at her storming out of the restaurant because she didn't post him on IG and because she wasn't 100% sure if this fake relationship was real. And he just kind of does this the whole movie. He manipulates the hell out of this girl. I feel really bad for her. And you got to learn, man. There
0: we go. This is fun. Our mics cut out twice. At one point, this chap named Josh, who Laura Jean is also in love with, uh, said the phrase smarty pants. I didn't think that was very realistic for a 16-year-old. He also had a goofy haircut. Uh, at one point, I wrote, is this Outer Banks? Question mark. It wasn't. It was to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah, I mean, look. Lots of manipulation. Lots of bad acting bad writing. I thought that Peter Kavinsky was thoroughly unlikable throughout and I never rooted for them. And I, frankly, I thought that this trilogy, which a lot of people are saying is on par with the original star Wars, Lord of the Rings.
2: I, I thought it was just an abysmal love story. My, my difficulties again, you know how it goes. um, I don't consider myself to be like the Anton Ego of movie reviews or, you know, like the Anthony Fantano of movie reviews. How the hell did this movie get 96% on Rotten Tomatoes? Like this was, dude, you, you said it bad acting. No, there, Jean, are you upset about your mom? Well, dude, I was not messing with Jen. I, I would never do that. The acting is horrible. The writing is horrible. The movie just kind of sucks. Who gave this 96% out of 100, bro? All right, this podcast may
0: be over. Our microphone is cut out four times. We bought a new mic because of this very issue, uh, but this is pretty ridiculous. But you know what? It actually fits the vibe. I'm depressed. Logan, you're clearly depressed. You probably have it even worse than me. Logan flipped the table after the Bills lost.
2: <laughs> what, you want to address the elephant in the room?
0: What, that Morty's on the ground right now?
2: No, Bills, Chiefs, genius.
0: Nah, we'll talk about that tomorrow on our sports podcast, Nerd Sesh. This is two guys on a couch talking about Noah Centineo movies. All right, we're ready to move on to the second one so this mic can cut out again. First thing I wrote, why did they make a second? Uh, Then there was a very friendly male lady. One thing that I really did enjoy about this movie is that they did some nice integration of explaining what happened in the first movie. There was like, if you noticed, if you were paying attention like I was, there was basically just a few minutes of characters like recapping what had happened in the previous movie, maybe for anybody who hadn't seen it, which I thought was really thoughtful. Uh, what else stood out about this second
2: masterpiece? Yeah. Masterpiece is the word. What a great movie. I enjoyed so much of watching this. This suck, dude. Um, there was this, uh, I mean, the same cast of characters are back. Um, Larry Jean's really insecure because, like, Noah gets a bunch of, like, um, dude, like, he was swimming at it in school, bro. He got, like, all kinds of, like, letters and stuff from girls, like, filled up his locker. I think that's kind of messed up because, like, you know, if I was in a relationship, yeah, I mean, I guess I would be kind of mad. He's king of the school. Sorry, I was just going to say what you're establishing is that
0: you're a really good guy and you're a really normal guy. Laura Jean, possibly pretty aggressively deluded. You just a cool guy. Yeah, I'm just a cool fella. Noah Centineo, Peter Kavinsky, clearly, you know something's up there. He's
2: not being loyal enough. You, very good guy. And then you go and find out that in the second movie that uh, they shouldn't have even kissed in the hot tub, but that shouldn't even been a thing because they kiss in the hot tub in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, we need to establish that they kiss at the end of the, in the hot tub at the end of the first movie, kind of like cements the relationship. You go to find out that he was actually waiting on Jen, his ex. Uh, he went to her room earlier in the day. You know they have this big thing where they break up in this movie. Um, and she goes and, and meets one of the other boys uh, who she wrote a letter to, John Ambrose. Dude, sweet, bro, Captain Smiley. Like the entire movie, he's just like this, just beam. He just beams light. He's a good dude. And uh, you know she ends up almost getting him with getting uh, with him at the end of the movie, but instead goes back to Peter because she feels bad. Really fumbling the bag, man. Hey, like think about this, Carson. Anytime they were on scene together, did it look like they were having fun? Peter and, and Lara Jean.
0: Peter and Laura Jean. Uh, no. There was pretty bad vibes throughout the movie, I would say. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, though. I don't want to hype up this other fella either whose names I can't remember. John Ambrose. He. I think they were all whack, okay? I think this entire movie was whack. Some thoughts I did have, though... Uh, At one point, they fought about volunteering, Mm -hmm. Laura Jean and Peter did. I thought that was very admirable. Uh, What else happened? Kitty was on some craziness again in this movie. Kitty's the younger sister. She sent out the letters in the original movie, did something else ridiculous in this one. Uh, Logan, at one point, you stopped to critique a Frisbee throw. We paused. We went back. We broke that down. Peter read a poem. Laura Jean thought he wrote it. Clearly he had a ghostwriter. I thought it was T.S. Eliot. It ended up being like Ralph Waldo Emerson or some stuff. Uh, it was
2: Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe.
0: It was Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, they went to a high school party. I think they had ice cream sandwiches there, which I thought was very realistic. Uh, was it at Matt Kaplan's ha- barn? Matt Kaplan had a barn. <laughs> I remember they mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. This movie sucked. Uh, I wrote down Pete Davidson teeth. (laughs) I'm not sure what that was about. I I just like reading through my notes because there's no context whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, look. uh, This one is better than the third. The third didn't have a plot, in my opinion. I don't remember it. it. We were just watching two people, like... Not really like each other.
2: Yeah, no, it's well put. No, the third one, they're both trying to get into Stanford. Uh, you know, Peter got his... Nerds! Peter, no, he, he's going on a lax scholarship. Full ride. Um, Lara Jean doesn't get into Stanford. She goes to New York uh, and explores it. Finds out she falls in love with NYU. Um, bro. The scene that this movie is building to the entire time. You know, them two getting together, ultimately. Like, that's the entire plot. This is what they're building to. We were clairvoyant. We could tell that this was going to happen uh, in the first movie. Hello? I I to now. think I'm about to know, cry. Know.
0: Copsitter
2: Rose. <laughs> Bitches in O. Come on now. Really? Oh.
0: <laughs> really, Logan. Good lord, buddy. Let's try to keep it clean on the podcast. Children are watching.
2: Woo! Yeah, see so, you know anyway, uh Bro. They finally get together. You think it's gonna happen? Largene's been waiting. She's been waiting to to lose her V card. And right as it's about to happen. Peter says, "Hey, nah, Shouty, I'm not messing with you." And he shuns her off, and and then I think he like crashes the wedding later on, and then they decide to get back together, and it's like happily uh, ever after. I'll have you know, seventy to eighty percent of long distance relationships, when you're coming out of high school, ultimately fail. So I think this one was ultimately destined to fail as well. <laughs> Do you have data on that? Yeah, yeah, it's I got a specific my, percentage. Yeah, I got my I got my stats people on that before the. Uh, <laughs> Before the movie. Yeah, dude, this was this was so far the worst one. Peter, dude, the thing that I hate the most about all three of these movies is they never give Peter a personality, mostly because Noah's a horrible actor and does not have a personality of his own. Like, so they establish it his personality is like just being a dumb goofball. And it's like, oh, you're looking at me so quirky and zany. Let me, I'm gonna you wanna draw some parallels, Carson? Yes. In wrestling, right? If you have a like a, a good guy, right? An underdog, you're going to put him as a face, as a good guy. Does Noah look like a good guy? No. Noah looks like the dude that you root against, the evil heel. And I'll tell you what, when they made him the D-bag in other movies, it felt realistic. You know why? Because I feel like Noah's a POS in real life. They made him the good guy in this movie and it didn't work because he's not. I don't want to root for this guy. So anyway, that's my biggest beef with this movie. He doesn't have a personality. They wanted to paint him as the good guy. And if they had made him the evil dude in these movies, I think it would have worked a lot better. And if you harken back to the first one, he was cheating on Lara Jean the whole time and didn't even want to be with her. So he kind of was the bad guy.
0: Yeah, this is a phenomenal take. Noah Centineo is meant to be hated, and I do believe that he is the villain of these movies. To all the boys I've loved before, to all the boys to the remix, and to all the boys reloaded. I slept for a good portion of this one. I took a nice nap. Uh, but I know that Laura Jean went to Korea. They got a new mommy. And <laughs> at the end of it, yeah, they ended up going off to college. I don't really have a ton to add except for Peter Kavinsky sucked. Bad character. Bad character. Can't believe they made three movies around these people, and I wish that it it was just like as easy to explain as this was a cash grab, but these are based off books that had already been published, right?
2: Yeah, they are. The funny thing about it is, is like they they change the ending. They don't end up sleeping together at the end. That was not in the books. That never happened. So it low-key was a little bit of, you know, cash grabby.
0: Look at that lore. Look at that research right there from Logan Camden. Unbelievable. Depth of knowledge that you are getting here on the two guys on a couch talking about Noah Centineo podcast.
2: I personally found the change absolutely disgusting. A premarital sex is gross. Like, why would they even put that in there? There's a Christian, you know, we, we hold really good values in, in, in society like this. I can't imagine. Why, why would you ever do that before marriage? I think, I think that's just downright disgusting. What are these writers doing? These immoral heathens writing the scripts for these movies. I thought it was kind of a pointless change. Think about that, man. If they don't ever do that and they just end up getting back together, how does the movie change? It doesn't. It
0: doesn't sell, Logan, to the filthy American public. How about that? I will tell you there is a special place in hell for everybody involved with these movies. Okay. Uh You watched four more movies. I only watched one more before I decided I had better things to do. But it was probably the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. And frankly, I can't believe it was released to a national audience. Sierra Burgess is a loser is the name. It's basically just a movie about a girl catfishing a guy. And then they end up falling in love. Not even actually. I guess they're just like going to go out on a date. Uh, I found it deeply disturbing. I found her to be, uh, frankly, an incel stalker, and uh, it really creeped me out. It was also just, like, really noticeable budget decrease. So instead of watching, like, a Netflix movie or feel like you're watching, like, a low-budget horror movie, like, really just an awful viewing experience. But what did you think?
2: Yeah, dude, really mixed themes, really, like... Like, you said it, dude. Sierra Burgess is a villain. Sierra Burgess is the antagonist, the evil one of this movie. She's the main character. And look, all I can say is that the person who wrote this movie, like, did not have any friends in high school or something, or like wanted to write a movie about their own experience. Like, dude, Sierra's like evil, bruh. Like, she has malintentions and um like obsesses over uh like just getting a boyfriend and they end up like she ends up catfishing this dude online with like her cousin or something or her friend and so like i don't know her cousin snaps him and then they end up setting up like a linking sesh and right as they're about to kiss the cousin and the and Noah and the boyfriend she like sneaks in and kisses him and i just think that's absolutely disgusting later in this movie Sierra and Noah end up getting together and that's the ending. It's supposed to be like this happy sort of, oh, look at the loser. She got she got a boyfriend, and he's, he's really cute and sensitive and really loves her. And it's like, no, this is not a good ending. She made every bad decision in this movie and ended up, I guess, coming out as the winner. She's a heel. I hate Sierra. Also, horrible movie. Carson, genuinely. I said this was the worst movie I've ever watched. Are you in concurrence with me?
0: No the worst movies i've ever seen glad you asked if the room by tommy wiseau counts i mean that's really a masterpiece the other woman just a horror show of bad filmmaking this was up there this was definitely up there was that her cousin though the girl i thought i thought she was just like the cool no it was just like the cool girl who gave him sierra burgess's number as a joke because noah was like she didn't she didn't want to do with him anything to do with him look at me paying attention yeah this movie was super creepy but what you're missing is that it's actually a deeply layered social commentary on the perils of technology and how actually if you think about it Noah has Stockholm Syndrome, and he's fallen in love with his captor, who is Sierra Burgess. And you are supposed to think she's the villain, but it's so well done that you think you're supposed to think that she's the hero, because she's the harmless little loser. She's the harmless little loser girl, high school loser, Sierra Burgess is a loser, little high school loser, Sierra Burgess, being a loser, and... Everybody knows the loser can't be the villain Right the loser has to take their glasses off in the library and suddenly wow Look at how beautiful they are not this one though. She is a conniving Villainous mastermind and I wouldn't be surprised if she has killed people or if somewhere else in the Sierra Burgess cinematic universe or comic books Which I'm sure are out there She does ultimately go on a murderous arc
2: I just want to say, this movie was so bad. I literally, uh, during during the movie, about an hour in, I look over at Carson, and I go, Yo, yeah, what are these guys' names again? I, everybody that came on screen, I said, what's her name? What's his name? What's her name? What's his name? I, uh... I I was so bored and so uninterested in all of these characters. I did not know anybody's name until about an hour through. Also, really funny parallel in all of these. um, uh, Sadly, all of these films decided to hit their diversity quotas in, in one checkbox. Every single one of these Noah Centineo movies, and I mean this down from To All the Boys I've Ever Loved with Lucas, to this one, to maybe, I'm trying to think if SPF 18 swiped. I don't think any of them had it. Four straight opening movies, though no whichever one you watched
0: first was that the perfect date whichever one that was because it was the first five
2: the first five Noah Centineo movies all had the uh black gay friend and it was like oh we got to hit our diversity quote in one shot And it's like no I genuinely think they were the only I think that was the only black actor we had in any of the movies and yeah it was thanks for thanks for representation guys lucas was a g though lucas is the only dude in any of these movies that i actually liked everybody else had deep mental issues and i hated all of them so this is interesting because you're a big lucas guy you've been pretty vocal
0: about that i was gonna ask if you could just chill with anybody from any of
2: these movies who are you posting up with lucas 100 percent, bro lucas seems pretty chill any of these movies let me think a little deeper Oh, if I could choose anybody, probably the mom that um, the, the dude marries. Probably her.
0: That's a good take. I think you overrate, Lucas, and here's why. There was one point where, okay, I wrote this down because it was hilarious. It was a classic, they're in a hallway scene, and they have to find a way to, you know, get them to move on right there in school. You can't be in the hallway forever and Lucas is pulling up to Laura Jean or whatever, and they have some little banter, blah, blah, blah. And then as they walk away, you know, he puts his arm around her, of course, as you do when you're walking down the hallway with your friend, and he just goes, look, I was thinking, because of course he has to have a scheme, right? It's not like they've established that there's something they need to do, but of course he has to have a plan, and uh, that just cracked me up. I think he said, look, I was thinking all right, and I got a laugh out of that because I was like, what a – cliche conversation in a movie that wouldn't happen in real life so lucas sucks because of that i'm probably posting up with kitty honestly <laughs>
2: kitty it's kind of weird huh
0: oh she's 12 <laughs> yeah i would babysit kitty and we would watch golden girls r.i.p betty white
2: I'm trying to think is there anybody else now everybody else in these movies sucks i would post up with jen just so i could elbow her in her mouth yeah I hate Jen. Jen is my... Jen is my nemesis. I mean that with every fiber of my being. And you know what makes me mad too, dude? In the third movie, they all they just reconcile. Her and... her and Lara Jean just get back together and they're friends again. No. We needed a fight. I needed Lara Jean to whoop her candy ass. Like, that's the scene that I wanted. And we never got it. They just started ch- posting up in the hallway and chilling at the lockers and talking and being cool. I needed Laura Jean to stuff her in the locker and leave her in there, and that would have satisfied me. That would have been great cinema.
0: Yeah, Jen was the worst. She was, much like Satan in the Garden of Eden, a very sinister character. And Laura Jean was being chill and like, wow, we didn't even explain the initial premise of the first movie, which is that... They're like in a fake relationship to make Jen jealous. And so Laura Jean looks cool. Anyways, yeah, Jen was the worst. I'm not really comfortable with you talking on several occasions now about how you would like to enact violence against her. Uh, But you've done it. So what am I going
2: to do about it? She's a fake character that doesn't exist. So I think it's justified a little bit. I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. The actress that plays her, I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. But the person she portrays on camera not yet
0: any final thoughts here on these noah centineo movies as we wrap up if i were to rank them i'd probably just go honestly to all the boys one two three in order and then the sierra burgess is a loser fourth to all the boys i've loved before was okay Nah, it wasn't good but it was okay all right well we did it logan You watched seven Noah Centineo movies. I watched four. Now we talked about them. Bonus content, baby, culture, nerd sesh movies, two guys on a podcast, and Morty talking about Noah Centineo movies. Uh, We'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. I guess we're going to talk about football if I can bring myself to do it. But hope you guys have enjoyed. If you... Like the Noah Centineo movies, you're sick in the head. But if you've watched them, hope you enjoyed us talking about them. We should have done like a mailbox for this. We should have gotten people to ask us questions about the Noah Centineo movie. This wasn't planned. I just thought it'd be funny to do a podcast when I was out here feeling like Eeyore. What is was another really depressed cartoon character. This is one of those guys in Charlie Brown, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not Linus. He's got the blanket. Whatever. All right. Any last words?
2: I hope Noah Centineo never gets cast to be in another movie ever again. Waka
0: shaka hey. All right. Peace out, everybody.